Do you like free stuff? I do. BlueprintMCAT.com. Go sign up for a free account. Get access to Blueprint MCAT's Diagnostic, Blueprint MCAT's Full Length One, Blueprint MCAT's amazing brand new space repetition platform with over 1,600 flashcards already made for you, as well as their amazing study planner tool. Schedule out the content so you know if you are on track to take the MCAT when you need to. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com for all of those free goodies. The MCAT Podcast, session number 249. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Blueprint MCAT. The MCAT Podcast is free MCAT prep to help you understand the MCAT, teach you how to break down questions, and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT. Welcome to the MCAT Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray. As always, I'm joined by one of the marvelous members of the Blueprint Live Online instructor crew, continuing our stint with Ali, again, from Blueprint MCAT. We have been, over the last several weeks, doing an MCAT 101 series. This week, we're going to talk all about full-length exams because this is the core to doing well on the MCAT. Full-length exams are underutilized by students who don't do well on the MCAT. And we're going to talk today about how many full lengths you should do, how you should do them, how you should review them, when you should take them, and so much more. I'm lucky to be teamed up with Blueprint MCAT because students unanimously think that Blueprint full-length exams are the first best third-party exams out there, the best third-party exams out there, right behind uh, from, from the AAMC themselves, the, the full-length exams from the AAMC. But if you need more, which Ali, you'll hear potentially suggest doing more than just the four scored and one unscored from the AAMC, if you need some more exams out there, the Blueprint MCAT full-length exams are where you should go. Next, luckily, you can get a free one free full-length one from Blueprint MCAT by signing up for a free account over at blueprintmcat.com. Let's go ahead and jump in. Say hello to Ali. Ali back for some more MCAT podcast, MCAT 101 series, all about full lengths today. It's something that uh, I I wanted to bring up last week when we were talking about study plans and, and when to work in full lengths, but Full lengths deserve their own, their own yeah. MCAT 101 That's session. That's a long discussion on full length. There, there's so much to discuss. So first, I want to talk about, uh, I want to ask you, why are full lengths so important when it comes to MCAT prep? That's a great question. Um, you want to simulate test day conditions. It's not an hour test. It's a seven and a half hour test. It has a lot of like content and sections and, and topics that could be tested. So the best way to do well on this test is to actually prepare for it. Take it multiple times. Um, I'm going to say like at least seven, eight practice tests before you take your MCAT just to get to know the format, build the stamina you need to um, finish a seven and a half hour test, build your focus to be able to finish like nine cars passages in a row in 90 minutes. So 
all of these skills cannot be built by just studying for the test. You want to go through it multiple times before you can master it. Yeah. One of the the first things that lots of test prep companies out there say is take our diagnostic. Yeah. A lot of students think that the diagnostics are atrociously hard to scare students to sell MCAT prep. What are your thoughts on telling students, take a diagnostic to really just help you understand what you're getting yourself into when it comes to MCAT prep? Okay, so that's that's a great point. The diagnostic will always feel harder <laughs> when you start prep, just because you are starting your prep. So if you have the time and if you want to test the hypothesis, one thing you can do is just like take the diagnostic, repeat the diagnostic test three months into your prep. Mm. Maybe it's not going to look that hard. It's not, it's not going to be as difficult. It's just your first introduction to the MCAT. Yeah. Now, if it scares you into studying, this might be a good byproduct of it, <laughs> but this might not be, this is not why, what it is designed to do. It's designed to introduce you to the MCAT in a way that you see the passages, uh, like passage style questions. The way AMC test questions is not as direct as you've seen them in undergrad. So even easy concepts can be can be a bit more difficult on the MCAT just because of the way AMC like writes questions and how they test them um, on the on the on the MCAT. Yeah, I always I always like to think about how how you mentioned that of a diagnostic again helps you understand this introduction to the MCAT how the double AMC is is potentially going to frame questions, how they're going to present answers. And if you have always studied two plus two equals blank, and you're like, okay, I know that's four. Three plus three equals blank. Okay, I know that's six. And that's the only way you've studied math. And then all of a sudden you get to your test and it says three plus blank equals six. And you're like, I don't, I, I never studied that way. I don't know what that is, right? Um, just yeah. the presentation of material in different ways, um, having that understanding before you start your content prep allows you to think about the content differently and go, wow, like, I remember seeing this type of, of information on the diagnostic, but they presented it in this weird way. Let me, as I'm reading this, think about the various ways that I can get to the same information. Exactly. It's the MCAT is going to challenge the way you think about the content you've seen in undergrad just because of the way it's applied. Mm -hmm. And to add a bigger layer of difficulty to that is not only each content is tested slightly differently than you've seen, but the contents are mixed up on the MCAT. It's not like there is physics passages, chemistry passages, biochemistry passages, and that sits. You don't. You will not see a physics passage discussing physics. You are going to be applying physics to a biological system. Mm. Uh, and passages will not have like, oh, six questions about the same topic. It's going to be like mix of topics. So you want to learn to look at the material differently, and you want to also learn to incorporate material together in order to answer a single question which the only way to do this is through a practice, whether it's a QBank practice that's untimed or a practice. Um, and I think this is why diagnostics are difficult, um, just because it's your first time seeing these types of questions. Yeah. 
So should a student take a diagnostic completely like unprepared? So uh, I go back and forth on this. Uh, I would say yes. Like go take the diagnostic early in your prep. It might not be day one where I know nothing about the MCAT. I'm going to jump and uh, look at the diagnostic. Mm -hmm. Some things you can do before the diagnostic to help you out, at least prime you to, to what to expect to see on the next day is go and download the, the MCAT AMC content PDF from their website that just shows you what all, all of the sections what are the contents that is being tested on the on each of the sections yeah. with percentages? And what are the skills being tested? Plus, they have a few practice questions on, okay, this is what a skill one question. This is what a pure content question looks like. This is what a problem-solving question looks like. This is what a skill three or a skill four, like research design or a figure question looks like. So spend a day with that document, then take your diagnostic test. Just see where you stand on things before you start prepping for that kind yeah. Does the score matter that a student gets on a diagnostic? So I'm I'm in the camp that says definitely not. Um, I understand that some students who start like that diagnostic test is above 500, then they're definitely in the trending in the right direction if they already have some of the critical thinking skills required for the MCAT. They already acquired them in undergrad. They will do better on the diagnostic. That doesn't mean that those who started with a 480 cannot acquire the same skills and get to where the someone with a 505 started. Yeah. It just tells you where you are yeah. um, and how much effort you need to put into it. Yeah. How many full-length exams should a student take on their way to, to their MCAT test day? <sighs> as many as you can. I think that's... <laughs> One <laughs> take million. Take as many as you can. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. One billion. One billion, if you can. Like I took, I think, fourteen before my first MCAT. Yeah. Uh, but um, let's talk minimums and the numbers you need to to take. There are five AMC practice tests. Yep. Four of them are scored. One of them is the AMC sample test that AMC released before they figured out the scoring of the test, and then they they haven't like retroactively scored it. Um, so we have five AMC full-length exams that are definitely worth taking. So you want to take all five of them. Okay. So think of these as re hard requirements. You want to take these, these, uh, these full-length exams. Okay. And then you want to take other full-length exams too. And this is where you can use full-length exams that are available from different test prep companies. So obviously I'm biased, so I'm going to say take the blueprint exams. <laughs> and uh, the first one is available for free, so you can try it, see it, look at the analytics that you yep. get out of it, and see if that's like um, if the the questions you've seen and what you learned from the full length exams, the explanations, um, and like the analytics at the end to show you what to do after that full length exams are helpful. Then yeah, like would like to have you as our student then. Uh, but try to take at least, I'm going to say three or four outside of the five AMCs. This will put you at seven or eight to nine full length exams. Seven to nine, I think is, is perfect for most students. Yeah. When it comes to actually planning out how often students should take a full length exam, how to build that into their schedule, 
What do you recommend there? And what are some of the common mistakes that you see when yeah. students are taking full length exams? Yeah, yeah. I was afraid of something I said earlier is gonna is gonna come come back and haunt me. But students hear the that the in, that you need to take as many full length as you can as an invitation to take like five <laughs> full length exams per week. Yeah. So, and I fell into this. I remember I took my my first six full length exams. I skipped cars, and I took six of them in three days. I took just like. Campus by Vikem, campus by Vikem over three days. Uh, <laughs> my first MCAT didn't have psych, so, so bad idea. Didn't improve, didn't learn from the full length exams between them. I had to take weeks to learn from every full length exams, review every mistake. Uh, so don't overdo it. So, big mistake is when you take multiple full length exams. Yeah. So, you want to space them. One of my colleagues used to tell me that if you want to lose weight, you don't measure your weight every day. You have to do some cardio in between. <laughs> so you need to do some cardio in between. You need to do some untimed practice. You need to do some content review. Um, you want to like fine tune the way you approach passages and questions in between practice exams. Yeah. Um, go ahead. I, I was going to ask you, in terms of that content review, what about full-length review itself? How how long do you think students should should do that full-length review? I've heard uh, it should take you twice as long to do a full-length review as it does to actually take the test. Yeah, maybe. Like for for some of us, if we're if we're like at the beginning, it will take us a lot of time to review the full length exams. I just like review it properly, and we don't care about how much time that takes. Mm -hmm. uh, early on, it is going to take you a lot of time to review tasks. Um, it's going to take you probably as much as taking the the exam. Now, in here, like this, something I caution against: you want to review every question whether you got it right or wrong, but avoid getting too deep into content or topics that you've never reviewed before. Yeah. So imagine I just started studying for the MCAT. I took a practice exam. I saw an optics passage. I missed all of the questions, but I've never reviewed optics before. Yeah. Spending two hours today trying to review this passage might not be a great idea. Flag these questions, come back to them when you actually review optics. Um, you can review them like on the surface level, see, was there any passive information that could have helped me answer the question even without me knowing the content? Mm -hmm. um, was there any strategy I could have used to narrow down the answer choices? But spending two hours the day after you take your, your full-length exam, getting into content that you've never seen before or you've seen years ago, it not, it's not a great idea. And that might be something that one thing that contributes to, it takes twice as long to review the task, just people, students going too deep into the review early on. Yeah. Okay. So take the test, space them out, do content review, QBank stuff uh, in yeah. between them. Don't cram them all together. What about the order of tests? I've seen some crazy, you know how, like, I don't know if you're a Star Wars fan, but there are some crazy yeah. kind of Star Wars theories out there about the perfect order to watch the Star Wars uh, movies in, uh, or or the Avengers movies, right? All of the the, the Marvel yeah. kind of Avengers movies. Uh, there are similar theories about how to take the double AMC full length exams. Is take the unscored one first, and then number five, and then number three, and then number two, and then number four, and then number one. Right? What are your thoughts of that that craziness? 
I honestly think it doesn't matter as long <laughs> as you take them. And as long as you take them like fairly late in your prep, like if you're taking the MCAT again in March and you're starting today, don't use all of your AMC resources today because these tests are designed to show you one, how AMC tests the MCAT and two, to help predict what your score will be on the MCAT. They lose their predictive value if you use them too early. Yeah. Uh, the exact order of the test, I honestly, honestly uh, don't care. Like you can, if my tutoring student wants to take one, two, three, four, or four, three, two, one, or one, three, two, four, it does not really <laughs> matter. Like I'm going to tell them, as long as you don't spend your days thinking about it, take them in any order you want. Yeah. Uh, like I do have a favorite one, like number two. I love the bio biochem section on, on uh, AMC number two. It's my favorite one. But I'm not going to tell you take it the last one or take it the second or the third one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as long as you take your AMCs probably in the last five, six weeks before your test. Like you can space them like exactly one week before the test, like one, one at a time. Okay. One test at a time. Uh, something I've been experimenting with and actually like it had some positive result. Obviously, it's like uh, my sample size is not too great <laughs> with like working with individual students one on one. Is this a double blind placebo controlled? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> um, is I've been recommending to take the sample tests uh, broken into sections, like one section a day during the last week before your prep, because I think at least personally and for my students who took it and were happy with, with the outcome is it does not give you a score. So it might not give you a lot of anxiety taking it the week before your test. So I have them take it like chem phys on day one or whatever section, then yeah. bye bye, then chem cars, bye bye chem and psych -soch. like uh, five days, four days, three days and two days before their tests, uh, one section a day. This way, they're practicing with AMC material. They're not taking a full-length exam seven and a half hours, two days before their test. Yeah. Um, and they're not getting a score. So there's less anxiety attached to taking these sections. Yeah. There are score conversions available for that sample yeah, test. Yeah, I usually tell recommend... them to stay away from them. Okay, good. Because they're, 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 um, not, they're not based on any sort of real data. It's just... Yeah. Well, we guess. have like... I understand four years ago when we only had that test yeah. and we wanted to say, okay, would this score help you predict if you're ready or not? It was our only piece of information or AMC material we had outside of using like test prep company, full length things now. So now you have four. Yeah. So you don't really need to dig deep into this uh, AMC sample test. Yeah. Okay. So kind of a, a follow-up question all of these full-length exams uh taking them uh, spacing them out everything else you you talked about losing the predictive value when taking the exams too early yes. what about someone who needs to retake the mcat and along with that let's let's assume they listen to us they took a bunch of full-length exams when they're retaking the MCAT, they need more full lengths to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah unfortunately. Yeah. No talk, talk about that. Yeah. So it is unfortunate. And um, it, it causes an issue because it's either that you will have to repeat the AMC full length exams. And we'll talk about the issues with that. Or you'll go into your test that you have not reviewed a lot of AMC material going into your test, which I think is a bigger issue. So my general advice is that if you've seen them once and it's been multiple months before you took the test, 
you're going to have to repeat them. I had this a couple of summers ago. Uh, one of my students was repeating the uh, that student scored 504 on their real test. They okay. scored 504 on the MCAT, and they were repeating the test. Now, they were taking the test prep company um, practice exams, and they were scoring in the 507, 508s, like early in their prep, and they were doing well. And then I told them, you need to repeat your AMCs. Um, you, I think it was like a good calendar year between times he took the MCAT. And he repeated them and he was scoring like above 17 on all four of them or all three on them, not four of them back then. And then you have the, like the inner feeling, did I really get 517 or did I, was I remembering the answer to the questions? And that's always going to be an unknown. We cannot tell that yeah. for sure, but he ended up scoring 518 on his actual test. So it was kind of accurate. It was a year apart. So I think that's, that's part of it. Um, I would I would usually ask my students to repeat them or at least repeat a few of them okay. uh, going into their test. If not, even if you're not getting a super predictive value out of them, you're still getting AMC practice a week or two before your test. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just something to think about. I think a lot of people who need to retake get some false sense of security because they have retaken those double AMC exa yeah. full length exams and are getting great scores, yeah. but not realizing that they're just remembering the answers yeah. from yeah. previous. So um, yeah, six months, a year, uh, probably doing much better in terms of yeah. getting a little bit better. If it's a couple of predictive. months and then we have an issue, yeah, you yeah. can repeat one of them, but predictive value is just like yeah. okay. low. So, so Blueprint, you, you said you're a little bit biased with Blueprint exams. I, I believe Reddit did a survey uh, a while ago and the, the students of Reddit spoke and said blueprint exams were uh, the best exams out there besides the AMC. So uh, you're not alone in your thinking that the <laughs> blueprint exams are best. And blueprint offers, uh, I think, four, six, or 10 exams that you can get uh, to practice. And again, you get that yeah. first one for free along with the half-length diagnostic by just signing yeah. up for a free account, which is awesome. What else do we need to talk about with full-length exams, if anything? Yeah, so reviewing the full-length exam, you're mostly looking at your, your mistakes and what you can learn from each mistake, but you want to always look at the data you have available to you and how it should inform your prep going forward. And that's also part of the reason why you need to space your full-length exam. So you want to look at what percentage of questions am I missing per topic? And... Um, this is one of the things I love about the blueprint exams is that you can look at how you're doing per skill. So it's not only per topic, it's per what type of questions am I getting right or wrong? And we have them like broken down in a couple of different ways, like per AMC skill, which is how AMC breaks down um, uh, that, that full length review is how are you doing with content questions, problem solving questions, uh, research style questions, and figure analysis questions or data questions. And then we're also breaking them down by passage questions versus pseudo discrete, the ones where you don't really need the passage, mm -hmm. and uh, just discrete questions. So all of this data is very valuable. And you can find small things that some of my students always miss discrete questions. Just like yeah. ask yourself, why? Why am I missing discrete questions? And sometimes we make a small change, either take them all at the beginning and you do, they started acing them or don't take them at the beginning and then they, they start doing better at them. Mm -hmm. 
um, you want to look and evaluate the information you get from the full length exam and use it to change the way you prep and change the way you take the test in order to improve to improve your score. Yeah, that review is so, so, so important. And, and students yeah. just right over their head. They're like, I just going to do more and do more and do more and do more. And they're like, yeah. you, you have to learn from what you're doing or yeah. else this is useless. So very important. Yeah, thing to know. It's, uh, it's, it's usually a struggle early on with, with students is that, um, either that that eager to take so many full length exams just because they want to see improvement, mm. uh, or they resist taking full length exams because they're kind of, they're kind of afraid of them. Yeah. So I tell my students, your first three full length exams are your second, third and fourth diagnostic tasks. They're only diagnostic tasks. They, that predictive value is low. And this is where going back to Reddit, a lot of students talk about, oh, does this, I, I see it bothers me on a personal level, I don't know why, of the discussion of are our exams or somebody else's company's exam, are they like, do they give you a lower score? Or do they give you a higher score? Are they inflated? Are they deflated? And there's a whole discussion about it on Reddit. Yeah. Uh, that's usually the first question my students ask me if our tests are inflated or deflated. And my answer is, I don't care and you shouldn't care because you take our exams before you take the AMCs. So by the time you get to the AMCs, you took ours. So just because of that, you are going to score lower on exams you start with and higher on exams you end with. That's just how things work. Hopefully. <laughs> you progress yeah. over time. Yeah. Um, so treat your first full-length exams, whether it's Blueprint or anybody else's exam, treat them as diagnostic tests. Just, no. You have four AMC tests to predict your scores. Use your, your test to identify weak areas and address them. Yeah. I love it. All right. Ali, MCAT 101 series, uh, rocking and rolling. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This is fun. All right. So there you have it. Full links, full links everywhere. <laughs> I hope I hope this was helpful. That was my flashcards, flashcards everywhere. Uh, full links, full links everywhere. Full links are really the key. Uh, there's a, a prominent social media uh, medical student out there who has recently talked about her struggles with her um, her board exams. She she recently failed her board exams for the first time, and just just recently, I, I saw she posted that the biggest mistake she, that she made with her full length exam, just like and she and she specifically compared it to the MCAT the first time she took the MCAT, was not doing enough questions. The MCAT, you need to do full-length exams to do well in it. Stop prioritizing content over full-length exams. There's a nice nice balance there. But too many of you are focused on those that just doing content and not full-lengths. So with that said, hopefully this was helpful for you. Give you some more insight into full-length exams. And remember, go get that free first full-length from Blueprint MCAT, which we've covered here on the podcast um, over the last several months before this new MCAT 101 series. So you can you can go take the full-length exam and then listen to us break down each and every question to help you understand how to take your test. I hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time here on the MCAT Podcast. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Blueprint MCAT the MCAT podcast is free MCAT prep to help you understand the MCAT, teach you how to break down questions, and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. 
Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT.